Welcome back to Relentless, where we're constantly trying to bring you ways to improve your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And I'm excited for this episode because my goal for this year is to get more men to join me in this conversation of mental, physical, and emotional health. So my guest today is a friend that I've met in Charlotte. Again, we have such an amazing community of entrepreneurs, people in the health field, trying to help their clients grow and learn. And I met Lewis through that network. So we met about a year ago, striving to help our clients and our contacts um, get better, get stronger. And you are, you wear many hats. Correct. <laughs> I do. We'll talk about those a little bit. Yep. But first, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome very to happy the to podcast. be here. Thank you for having me on and Absolutely. letting me be a part of this. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Well, we've already done a few things together. So we've collaborated um, a few times. Um, National Women's Day, we did that. Yep. And some podcasts and information and exchanging information and helping each other and giving their client our clients what they need because we all have a special avenue of connection with them. So that's a, an interchange I love having with other practitioners because I can't provide everything for them. So let's start with a little bit of what you do because you do several different things in several different avenues, correct? Absolutely right. So the first thing I want to talk about is your position at Welcome MD. Mm-hmm. So Welcome MD is a concierge medicine provider. Yes. What does that is. mean? It sounds so <laughs> fancy. It does sound very fancy. <laughs> um, it's basically... A private practice. Mm-hmm. So uh, members of the practice get to have the the nice touch of having a, one physician. Mm-hmm. So they'll see the same physician repeatedly. So mm-hmm. they get to know the person. They have that nice connection with them. They also have myself, which is the wellness coach. Mm-hmm. So we, what I try to do is help them understand where they're at. And that happens with constant communication Mm -hmm. so what i like to do with them is our our first chat really is just sitting down we go through things like where they're at now where they want to be in the future so little things like that accountability factors Um, we also do workshops so we also have a lab in-house and a nurse so it kind of gives them the Mm all-in-one where they they just literally can go to one place and Mm -hmm. get everything the physician acts as a quarterback for them, if they need anything else as far as uh, a specialist right. or anything like that, we take care of all of that for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So it feels nice to, we don't, they don't have to feel like they have to go to 10 different places for something. They right. can just go here and we'll take care of the rest. So that's and, what that is. And it seems like that might be where medicine is gravitating towards because people are growing weary of feeling like a number or walking into a practice and waiting for hours, not being able to get an appointment. So you have doctors that are realizing this, and I think that have that old-fashioned or back-in-the-day desire to still help people and build a connection with them. Because I I don't know what the most recent number is, but I think it's like the average time that you have with a doctor is 12 minutes. Have you heard one of those stats? Yeah. Or something even less. Between 10 and 15 minutes. Yeah. So I think think practitioners and doctors that have that that desire to really build a relationship with their patients are kind of start gravitating towards that style or that that business model of care. I think that's awesome yeah, absolutely I, I i completely agree with that it's a very needed mm-hmm. part in in the healthcare industry yeah. it really is and that's why a lot of doctors especially him dr um Akampora, he 
he used to be in that other world mm -hmm. where it was just, I don't know, they were seeing about 70, 80 patients a week mm -hmm. and they would try to fit it, but they just can't. It's right. not possible. So yeah. they would literally get a knock on the door. Like you have to go to the next patient right. and you've only been there maybe 10 minutes. Well, the so, scary thing is it is being done. Yeah. So, and that's what's unfortunate right. is it's being done and people aren't getting the standard of care that they deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of the members that are with uh, Welcome MD or a, a concierge practice, mm -hmm. they love that model because mm -hmm. then they feel like they're a person. Right. Like you said, not just a number. Yeah. So they get that nice personal care and that personal touch. And so what, uh, the other thing I like about it is, though, is even though he's the primary care doctor, he obviously has a mindset for a more holistic approach, mm -hmm. even though he's a Western medicine doctor because he has you on staff. Mm -hmm. So when people come in and they're sick or they have the, the care that they need to be provided for by Western medicine, he's also saying, okay, also I would like for you to talk to our health coach. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about what it's like to get someone is there a little bit of convincing sometimes that you have to do with people when you get when they come in for what, what they think they're coming in for? But then he's like, well, yeah, I think you need to go talk to our health coach as well. So tell me about how that transition sometimes work and doesn't work, because I'm sure yeah. there's times where it doesn't work. Right. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. it, it, it does happen. Sometimes it works mm -hmm. and sometimes it doesn't. And they want to blame the the process, mm -hmm. but it's usually just because they're not ready for it, mm -hmm. which is fine. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own time frame of when they're ready and when they're not. But yes, every single person is always like, so what do we do here? Like, what is this about? <laughs> what is this strange? Yeah, what, is, what do you mean? A doctor's telling me to come to a wellness guy yeah, and talk to you. Yeah. I thought that was his job right, type thing. Right. So he had all very, the answers. Absolutely. So it's very interesting that when they start learning that, okay, I can actually make progress and changes with doing daily behavioral changes mm -hmm. so that's where that's that's literally my job is i find out what they're working on when they've seen the doctor mm -hmm. and then i get a good grasp of the information and i see okay if their issue is they want to lower cholesterol they're they're trying to fight bringing down their blood sugar levels mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. that's where i start mm -hmm. so it's always different for everyone yeah so when when I get asked, so what is the structure? It's very difficult to right. answer that because everyone's different. So everyone comes in with a different mm -hmm. issue. So absolutely, when when I talk to them, it's a lot of me listening mm -hmm. and asking very key questions mm -hmm. based on what their end goal is and mm -hmm. what their immediate needs are. So that's really where we start from, and it just everyone I try to do at least weekly. Mm -hmm. um, check-ins to keep the accountability going. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to find what that issue is, that deep-rooted issue is, and change it, mm -hmm. and then work from there mm -hmm. backwards. Mm -hmm. And that's really how you make that those behavioral changes by doing that. Find out the why. The why, and how yeah. they got there. So they're, they're, what they're getting is literally more FaceTime mm -hmm. with a provider. So they're walking into their primary care, which they should, but they're also getting the connection and the accountability and the one-on-one. -on -one. Literally having eyes on you is a big deal to know, to have someone hear you and listen to you and walk through that story of however they got there. Absolutely. Yeah. Have, and, having that one-on-one face-to-face mm -hmm. and you sit down, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. So they start feeling more comfortable the more and more they do it. Yeah. They start opening up more and they're like, oh, okay, uh, this is... This is interesting. I like mm -hmm. this. And I give them homework. Right. Because 
that way they can take it home and they don't feel like they're being judged mm-hmm. or being watched over as right. they're filling out yeah. the little forms. Like I, I like to do weekly actionable goals, mm-hmm. you know, and set some long-term ones, but I like to make it realistic for them too. So if mm-hmm. they're setting goals that are just really not realistic, but mm-hmm. it's what they've seen and heard or, or whatever, I I try to kind of bring them back to reality, but in a, in a nice positive way right. to where, they don't feel like they're being beat up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's. So tell me a little bit about the facets of what that looks like. So your fitness, your little bit of health, you know, food coaching. So tell me a little bit about the avenues that would be someone's homework that you work with them through. So it would be, let's say if someone's, they're trying to figure out what works for them as far as they want to get a workout plan and they want to do a nutrition plan. Like you're saying, um, I love the in-body machine, which we did that that other mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. which was great so that gives me a good grasp of where they're at now mm-hmm. it has, helps me a lot to understand how their their muscle tone is where they're at with body fat percentage it lets me know where they're at uh, as far as um, calorie intake wise so, so let's explain to everyone that listening what that is so it's called an in body yeah in body composition machine okay that's so, the actual name of and it. And you're yeah. on our collaboration. There'll be my information will be out because you did yeah. that test with me. So he's going to talk more about that on his platform. So basically, you stand on this machine barefoot and you yeah. hold on to the handles. Yeah. And what I love about it is it gives you real numbers. It gives you so real when data. I'm working with clients, they say, "Oh, I'm working out. I'm doing the homework." And you can look at their numbers. You be like, "Ah, yep. uh, like, yeah, your are muscle, you really though? It's, yeah, it's not fair." <laughs> yeah. So you have legit numbers, which is great because then they have a goal. So the machine does that testing, and you have them on that, and it tells us a little bit of the information that you get from that machine. Yeah. So it's a breakdown of water weight, muscle mass, uh, body fat mass, skeletal muscle mass, which is a great thing, which we talked about was mm-hmm. fantastic because it really yeah. lets you know how they are, how injury prone they are. Because mm-hmm. if you see that those numbers aren't right, right. then that's where we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. It also breaks down the body fat percentage. It gives us a breakdown of how the lean mass is distributed in your body. So right arm, left arm, left leg, right leg, mm-hmm. trunk, everything. So mm-hmm. it's really, the detail in it is fantastic. Yeah. I, I love that machine. And for every single member that's working consistently, we do it every two months. That's awesome. And usually body composition changes within every six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So. We compare what yeah. we did two months ago to the new one, and we just compare the numbers, mm-hmm. and we see what's changing. If mm-hmm. we see there's not enough uh, body fat going down, mm-hmm. um, but they are losing weight, mm-hmm. and then there's also some lean mass going down, then we need to look at the nutrition. We need to tweak right. that a little bit. Right. There's something. There's too much of a deficit. Right. Or if there's not enough um, lean mass growth, which they want, then we'll look at how's the eating as well, and how's your exercising going. So it's... It's really good because it's great personal specific to the person information mm-hmm. that it's not you're not which is what I see a lot of times you're not just plugging them into take this home and do this routine mm-hmm. it's this is you know this is you on a piece of paper there's this piece of paper there's no one else like that yeah. so you give them very specific information very. to their body which which can be a little daunting because then you're held accountable. Yeah. Absolutely. Because what I see in my work is people will come in and we've talked about different kinds of tissue on the, mm-hmm. the thing that we did. So people, they feel tight everywhere. But what they don't understand is it could be a lymphatic issue. It could be, you know, your tissue could be tight but still weak. 
So they think I need decompression. I need stretching. I need whatever, but you can show them you don't have muscle mass. So it's actually something that maybe they do have a lymphatic problem or some other type of problem, but that's the, the, just like the cherry on top of the cake of your style of care is you can figure out what it is. So kind of give me some like stories of clients you've had in where they thought they were doing okay, but then they're given this information. And do you see like the light go off in their eyes? Like, have you seen that? I'm sure a lot. lot. It it repeats itself over and over again because everyone says, oh, yeah, I do good. I work out. I this, I that. I'm like, okay, Okay. good. Yeah, so so then I'm just like, well, then why are you having these issues then? Why is the body and still talking to you? Why is it still telling yeah. you you're not okay? Let, yeah. Let's figure out why. Mm-hmm. And when we get on that machine, a perfect example, there was one person that they had on their left leg was about seven pounds difference in muscle. Mm-hmm. And that's always a red flag because right. there's obviously there was an injury there. Something mm-hmm. happened. So I asked him, I said, did you have an injury or something on your right leg? Like, how did you know? Right. It's woo-woo. Yeah, and I said, it's my eight ball, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I have. So when I explained to them, they they were like, oh, so I need to work out more, make sure I do a lot of lower body workout. I'm like, yeah, because we're trying to bring that balance. Right. That's why you're having hip issues. Mm-hmm. That's why you're having a lot of balance issues because you're compensating so much. And a lot of times what I explained to them, you're moving away from the side of pain. So you're just... Yeah. You're moving away from that pain side, overloading the other side. And what I see a lot of mistakes in personal training is they just throw a routine at the body, mm-hmm. not, okay, we need to do maybe a half or a quarter more mm-hmm. on the weak side, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And so it's, yeah. it's just, I love this because it gives people very clear direction yeah. instead of just you know, throwing a pill at something go. or throwing a routine and they think they're doing good. And that's the, that's the, the thing I see with my clients too, is a lot of people are putting in a lot of effort into a certain thing. Like I harp on yoga a lot, but they put, you know, I'm doing yoga five, six times a week and I work with them and I'm like, oh, you have no muscle tone and you're constantly stretching. So we need to change up the routine. So they think they're putting in a ton of effort and a ton of work and not getting for their body what they need. So the the ability that you have to look into someone's body almost mm-hmm. is kind of spooky, but it's good for it's, them. It's fantastic. It's very good. It is, it, it's very helpful because it gives us real life data. Mm-hmm. And I love data. I love mm-hmm. to have this because then I know, okay, what am I doing here? What right. am I, you have a great starting point. Right. And the biggest thing I try to do with every single person is educate them mm-hmm. as we're going. Mm-hmm. So that test takes... You remember it was like five yeah, minutes yeah. to do it. Yeah. But the explanation of it, mm-hmm. at least half an hour. Especially, like, luckily, I'm in pretty good health. So it was kind of to the point yeah, of looking numbers at the numbers. Great. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is what we want to see, everyone. Yay. I'm a star pupil. Yay. You are a star pupil. I mean, you, you, you just needed one yeah. visit. You're done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but with someone that's in a situation where they're, they're sickly or they're in pain a lot, mm-hmm. it's going to be dissecting that yeah. printout. And figuring out where to start with them. And I like that it shows it was the calorie that they mm-hmm. need, but just to live, just not to, live. to do what you're going to, which is, and that's where you would come in mm-hmm. to help coach them on how to achieve those goals. Because what I see a lot of is people are just simply malnourished or not oh, eating enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, whenever I get those calorie numbers, 
nine out of ten are like that many right yeah i'm like that's not that that's that's (laughs) like for you to live right and i that's when i asked them i said usually give me an example of your day Mm -hmm. tell me what you're so just by what they tell me i always tell them i said you're you're eating literally like five six hundred calories a day yeah this is why you have all these underlying issues Let's fix this. And the fatigue and the brain fog. They don't and have the any energy. It so, all goes into it. So, so the as soon as we start working on it, I make them log the food. They're like, "Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It doesn't work for me." I'm like, "Well, really? How's how's that working out for you?" Right. Like, how's your game plan working? How's that working? Let's <laughs> yeah. let's try mine. Yeah. For a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work for you either, what mm-hmm. did you lose? Right. Just go right back to what you were doing then. But if you yeah. give me a solid amount of time mm-hmm. and i'd always tell them this is a lifelong change this is right. a lifestyle right so don't look at this as in a couple of weeks i'll be great and everything like that you mm-hmm. know i've met my goals no think about this you're talking about 12 months at least right to make some serious changes yeah. so the the ones that are dedicated make amazing changes um there's a couple that they started with me about eight months ago and she's lost almost 45 pounds and he's lost almost 50 pounds wow. but safely mm-hmm. they're eating yes. they're eating replicatable food. yeah, yeah. It, it's actually sustainable mm-hmm. they're not they don't feel like they're starving they're exercising more yeah. but it all started with tracking mm-hmm. you know and holding themselves accountable mm-hmm. so if they do that and i do my part mm-hmm. it works it's a it's a team effort that Absolutely. works and again what i love about it is that it's not throwing a diet or and there, there's some, there's great, great ones out there. And if you don't have a specific issue or problem you're working through, they might work for a large mass of people. But if you want the best results, you have to figure out what is your makeup, yeah. you know, what makes up who you are and how you got there. Right. So right. finding that out is it's it's almost like you're cutting off the time that it would take you to get where you want to be if you just have the right information. Absolutely right. And you also do genetic testing there. And I was just gonna say that. Yeah. That's one of the, I mean, it's like it's like yeah. a step. It's like a step up and in, in you know we, we were talking earlier about you know in any industry just showing up on time on a regular basis puts you way above the fray <laughs> so you've already taken a step up by giving people a longer time face to face more clear concise um testing per se now you're adding genetics in there mm-hmm. so talk to me about that yeah that's pretty cool because it's it's still very new mm-hmm. so it's still kind of at the be- the beginning of it, so I'm only I can only imagine what it's gonna go right. to in, in a few years from now. But the 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 amazing thing about it is that it tells you your blueprint. So it tells you what your genetic code says about you specifically. Mm-hmm. So and that's why it's so important to explain it correctly as well. Mm-hmm. Because if someone reads that yeah. and they see all these deficiencies or their high injury risk, they can it can be like, wait a minute, that means I'm gonna like fall apart. Right. And it's like, no, no, it's just that's where you come to explaining right, part. You know, it right. just means if it's you don't a, it's do a anything, wheel in the cog of a huge right. so, contraption. Exactly. So it does tell you things like, you know, um, how your body is for lactose intolerance, mm-hmm. um, celiac disposition, and it does give you what your body would work best as far as Mediterranean style, um, low carb style, mm-hmm. uh, or or high fat, because if you have if your body does not process carbs correctly mm-hmm. or is very sensitive to them, mm-hmm. then obviously you should stay away from, you know, a lot of simple carbs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So a low carb type type diet would make more sense for you. Mm-hmm. So that's where that comes into play. And it's not for everyone. It really isn't. But 
it is for someone that's just trying to really fine tune mm -hmm. what they're trying to do with their life. If you know, if they're an, if they're an athlete and they want to get an edge on even more little things, or just someone that's really wanting to be healthy overall, sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely, it's a great tool. Mm -hmm. It's a great guide, kind of like the InBody right. um, sheet. It's right. another great guide. Yeah. So combining those things together give everyone like literally this is this is how you can start there's no questions about it mm -hmm. this is all you this mm -hmm. is just your your test so yeah it's, it's a fantastic tool to have yeah. i think it's just the more information you have to go on with someone the better you're gonna if you have a target mm -hmm. the more information you can have to get you zeroed in on that target you'll get there quicker yeah. it takes Instead a lot of, of guesswork Yes, guessing. Oh, I'll try this diet for two weeks. I'll yeah. try this diet for two weeks. I'll try this workout program for a yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. And, and yeah, and a lot of people say that that oh, I tried intermittent fasting and that sucks. Or then I tried uh, the keto diet that sucks. It didn't work. It's not that it doesn't work. It means that your body did not respond to it right. correctly. It's just not for you as an individual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So and also sometimes they just don't give it enough time. Yes, that's you what know, I see they're, a lot of. They're, they oh, I did it for two weeks. That sucks. I'm like yeah, come on. <laughs> That's uh, your, your, <laughs> two weeks is barely enough time for your body to be like, oh, there's something new going on. <laughs> it needs to recognize yep, it, it first. Needs to, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. At, they just give enough and time. That's and that's what then, you're like. You're there as the voice of reason yeah. to be like, oh, uh, yep. Hold on, yeah. give it a couple more days. Are you even doing it still after 14 days? Exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen your tracking, yeah. so I don't know if yeah. you really are doing it. Yeah. And once they stop that tracking is usually because something happened mm -hmm. and then Life they feel bad. Play. Yeah. And they feel bad. And that's when I just remind them and I tell them, Leslie, it's not, don't feel bad about this. This is fine. This is just a little bump in the road. Get back it's up. It's not a big my, deal. Yeah. It's yeah. not a big deal at all. That's why I told them. That's why we do the embody every two months. Mm -hmm. You can fix anything yeah. within that time frame. Yeah. It's totally fine. But I need you to be transparent with mm -hmm. me and trust me mm -hmm. so I can help you correctly. Cause if you tell me you're doing great, and then two months later, you've gained the wrong type of weight. Right. I'm just, there's something like, happened. Because yes. with me, I'm going to be like, wait, what am I, what's going on? Right. Here? And the big thing is you lost time. That's one of the Absolutely. biggest things that I see. And, and life happens so quick and fast and hard. And it, when we get in these moments, we, we two or three weeks go by, like nothing. Yeah. And that's two or three weeks that the, you've lost yeah. to get your body on that good routine. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love the idea of people having you in their corner because you're checking in on that week mark yeah. saying, hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, yeah. if we need to back off a little bit, fine, yeah. but let's at least do this much. Right. And then whatever that life event was, mm -hmm. if it was sickness or someone fell or whatever it was, because things happen all Absolutely. the time, they'll recover quicker. Absolutely. Whereas if they were on their own, right. it's going to be a month right. that they lost. They have that, and it that takes guide. Two or three months to recover. Yeah. So that's all. It's got to feel just like with my work. It's got to feel very just life affirming and mm -hmm. you, you're doing your calling to yeah. see people succeed because you have the, this couple that's doing amazing yeah. and had to have a part in that is it's an I, awesome feeling, isn't I, it? It's, it's that's why that's why I still do what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because the way I came into this was a, it was a long time ago, <laughs> but I. I've been asked, why don't you, you know, move forward or why don't you take a, there's like different positions, different things. And honestly, I just, I just told them, I, I, I just love what I do. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy doing it. Yes. I, there, to me, there's no better fulfillment than being able to help somebody completely change their life. Mm -hmm. It's something that I dealt with. And we talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. I 
and I've never talked about it much at all, but we'll get into it later. You know, it's Don't just, worry. <laughs> it's just a, it's a great thing to, to be able to help yeah. someone in that way mm-hmm. and see them physically and mentally change and just be all together. It all goes together. Yeah. And then, and then their demeanor changes, their attitude changes. They come to see you. They're like, Hey, what's going on? Dude, everything, is, everything changes. You. Yeah. And then you build that trust mm-hmm. because then they'll start asking you about things that don't even fall into that world, mm-hmm. but it is health related. They're like, oh, so, can I ask you about this? Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying because a lot of people have asked me because I'm a hands-on body worker. I still see individual clients on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked, why don't you open a practice of providers, manage them, have them work on people or teach or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like the ha- I like the one-on-one. I can, I can add in some other stuff as well, but on the same way, I love that one-on-one because it, it fulfills that. It's just a different level of is- accomplishment to help someone. I, I never say I heal anybody or I fix people. Like that's a common phrase that mm-hmm. we get. I need you to fix me. And yeah. clients say that. They, they, don't really, lot, yeah. they don't know what they mean really. I don't fix anyone. They, they take information I give them and change. But I'm the same way as you. I don't want to give that up. Yeah. I don't want to give up that hands-on body work for a long time. Because yeah. it's just, you. yeah. And, and you're the same way. Like yeah. You could go many different avenues with the career that you have. Yeah. But I can see how having that, just seeing that that look in someone's eyes. And I'm sure you have people cry in yeah. your office. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Because their life changes. And, and a lot of times they, when they start to realize these things and they start to start to face them mm-hmm. they do they get very emotional mm-hmm. and and when they see when they get on that on the machine because i've i've helped so many people get off of that whole i gotta weigh every day mm-hmm. i gotta mm-hmm. do this every day and it's 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 instilled in their mind mm-hmm. so they they feel like they have to do it mm-hmm. and if they don't do it they feel bad it's almost so like they learn how to trust their strong. body yeah. they learn that their body can go through things yeah. recover get back to the routine mm-hmm. And it's like, I can, I can be okay by myself. I can, I can do this. Yeah. I don't, I mean, we need you, we need me, but I can do this on my own and then check Mm -hmm. in. And that's where we, that's where we want to get our clients, not relying on us. Absolutely. Just to the point where they need to check in every once in a while. Absolutely. Get a little, you know, if they're off the, off the wagon. There's some where I'm just, I literally just need to send them a message because, because it's gotten to that point where we wean off. Mm-hmm. Because I mm-hmm. do, just like you said, you yeah. want them to be self-sufficient. Absolutely. You want them to like be a child. doing it on their oh, own. Yeah. yeah, that that's the that's the signs of a good of a good coach, mm-hmm. of a good practitioner. Correct. That they learn to do this on their own. That's mm-hmm. why I educate them every single time we meet. It's a little extra piece of knowledge, a little extra piece yes. of knowledge. Until when the in body comes in, I just show it to them. And I'm like, what do you see? And they start learning more how it looks and that. And I'll still break down the numbers, of sure. course, but I just, what do you see? What do you yeah, think? Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And then they come out of there, they feel empowered, they mm-hmm. feel educated. Take ownership. They feel strong. Absolutely. And then, so now I start getting emails sometimes from them, like, we went on our first hike as a family. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Things that they haven't done because right. they didn't have the energy to. Yeah. And now they're like, I can't believe I have all this energy and I have the bars with me. So, yeah. you know, all these little things that you can help them with to where, they carry it on and hopefully they pass it on to their kids yes. and their kids pass it on to theirs and you've completely changed generation. generation. Yeah. 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 So tell me about some, cause I have them too, people that come in and they do expect me to fix them. They expect me in one session or two sessions to fix their hip pain. Um, and they don't want to do the work. 
to get stability there and they don't get better. So I'm sure you have that just like every other practitioner. Like what do you, have you seen in the past that holds people back from the recovery or the healing and the growth that other people have? I don't, a lot of it I think is they have some, obviously they have some type of a mental block that they're just not ready for it. Mm -hmm. They, they hear it, but then they're not ready to make that commitment mm -hmm. to be so dedicated and mm -hmm. so put put in that time and that effort. They're they're just I don't know I don't know how else to word it, but that I think yeah. they're just not they're not ready. Yeah. And then I think it's because once they say that they are ready and they make that forward step, now it's on them. Yeah. And I don't think they're they're just not ready to take right. that leap yet. Yeah. And I can tell when they get super hesitant and they're like, I don't know. So I'll just start, I'll go, but okay, well, what do you want to start with? Mm -hmm. uh, how about we just do then a phone check-in? How's mm -hmm. that? How about we start with that? So it's a lot of just reading mm -hmm. their body language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just seeing how they react to it. Like the facial cues yeah. and, you know, when they're like, yeah. uh, or, uh, you know, or <laughs> if they're like, absolutely, let's do it. Right. So then it's just, I, I had someone that just stopped completely and... It was over a year, over a year, and they came back in. They were in, I think, in the worst state in their life mm -hmm. a year later, mm -hmm. and, and then they were ready. They're like, I have to do this right. because they had a very bad scare. Mm -hmm. So they knew, they're like, okay, I need to do this now. Yeah, called on the carpet by life. Yeah, <laughs> and it was pretty scary. Yeah. It was pretty scary. So when I sat down with them, I said, all right, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Yeah. That's it. I didn't bring up. I told right. you so. Or right. That's absolutely. If not. you do that, forget yeah. it. You've lost a person stress. forever. Yeah. yeah. So the first thing was, let's okay, let's talk. Let's, what, where are we starting today? Where do we start? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's. I think that's what we as practitioners that are caring for our clients and not just putting someone through a system. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. Is when they're ready. And I teach my clients because they'll come to me wanting to be out of pain. Like I'm going to go do CrossFit so I can get stronger. I'm like. You have no function in that entire hip, so maybe let's not do that. Yeah, if you do that, so, you're going to get yourself injured more <laughs> yes, than anything. Yeah, so, so I teach them, what's the goal? How do we regress it back to where you can accomplish something close to that goal without getting hurt? And so again, that's why I love your eyes on people, because that's what you're negotiating with them, basically. You're negotiating what's the best way to get you from A to Z, yeah. and that there's a couple steps in between that we have to take. So that's the welcome MD side of your life. That's one, <laughs> one <laughs> component. We, as practitioners, we have multiple. We, have, like we wear we multiple hats. We can't hats. be in one spot too long, you know? <laughs> nope. Gotta have some different you stimuli. You as many people as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So Vita, talk to me about <laughs> Vita. So that's an online platform, Yeah. correct? Yes, it is. How long have you been with them? Uh, a little over six years. Six years. Yep. And how did that collaboration come about um it was a long time ago so, <laughs> so i'm what they call one of the first five um co-founding coaches of, of the platform we're actually we're the first hipaa compliant remote health coaching platform and health coaching really didn't exist mm -hmm. back then it was a very very new thing so the concept was very it, it was what i've been looking for it was a baby yeah <laughs> very very young is yeah. i mean everything started literally 
from the ground up. The app didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even called Vita back then. It had a whole different name. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a lot of, it's evolved so much and it mm-hmm. still keeps changing. Sure. And, and the beauty of it though is that it's a mix of health coaches, um, dietitians, registered dietitians, um, you know, a nutritionist, um, mental therapy. It's a lot mm-hmm. involved. And since we are HIPAA compliant, we get to work with, um, with insurances, insurance mm-hmm. companies, employers. So it's really nice because we get to reach so many people mm-hmm. that are kind of in the same boat as the people that have come over to welcome mm-hmm. because they want that nice personal touch. Yeah, yeah. But now they have it and they can have that any single time they want. They can just pull out their phone, right. send a message to their coach, mm-hmm. and they can reply right back to them mm-hmm. and not have to worry about, oh, Waiting I can't make it to an time. office. Yeah. I have to wait. I have yeah. to do this. So it's really nice because there's so much information also that we get to give them because there's so many of us now. I think it's about 150 of us now. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice because we get to interchange ideas with each other. Because then you can refer to one another. Absolutely. Because, yeah. again, it's not just one no, not magic bullet. Nope. So you, you're when in, just like with me and your interactions with people, when you start hearing certain kind of feedback, you're like, mm-hmm. I need you to go yep. have Absolutely. a consult with so-and-so. They Absolutely. will be able to help you in that area to where what I'm working on you with will, you know, we can fan that flame even quicker. Absolutely. And that's great because we have what's called guest coaching. Mm-hmm. So if there's a primary coach and then the the member starts having issues with depression or something sure. like that, it's an instant message to the other coach to say, hey, so-and-so is having this type of issue. I would like for you to come on board. And now you have two coaches. Mm-hmm. And then if, and they're all on the same platform. Right. So it's all together mm-hmm. uh, if, there's, if they have someone else has issues with nutrition the fitness coach can be with the nutritionist mm-hmm. and now they're getting both yeah. of, of the things together and again it's it works together so well mm-hmm. because everyone's getting what they really need yeah. instead of someone guessing yes what or not may even work, or not even knowing Just, it or not addressing it yeah, yeah. that's Absolutely. usually what i see is it is that's that's not my wheelhouse that's not my scope of practice yeah. sorry so don't even talk about it because yeah. i don't have the time yeah. and that's you know with with an online platform like that we're so busy. If you have kids that play sports, <laughs> it's hard to have time to do anything besides survive. So having that platform, and I watched the promo video. So Stephanie, the CEO, <laughs> yeah. saw your work and saw all of your clients were so happy with you. They had you out for a video. Tell, tell me about that. What conspired to get you from one coast to the other and what that <laughs> event was about? It was a... It was a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they reached out to me, asked me if I would be up for doing an interview of what I do for Vita, why mm-hmm. uh, why I'm there. Mm-hmm. And they asked me if I knew, if I had any of uh, any top stories mm-hmm. that I thought. Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not bragging, but there were so many of them. Yeah. It, was, it was hard to pick. But I decided to choose uh, John and Lucene because what they went through was more than just a physical change there was a lot of mental Mm -hmm. deep um barriers that they broke Mm -hmm. so so they they took us both and well they took myself and and the two clients they flew us out to san francisco and it was a full day of shooting Mm -hmm. it was really cool it was really cool like a movie star I did. Yeah, I'm it sure. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the flatbed check. But, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but it was a great, fantastic time. Um, John got to talk about 
his issues and and I could relate a lot to him because you know I was in the fire department and he was he's actually a fire inspector mm-hmm. so yeah, we have a lot in common yeah. with that sense. Yep. and yep. then Lucine is Puerto Rican and I'm Dominican so we're like we're both Hispanic so we had a lot that connection in mm-hmm. common too mm-hmm. so John he went from having three different four different types of medication mm-hmm. for blood pressure and all this he's he's off them all mm-hmm. so but that's taking time I've been right. for three years yeah so he understood the process yeah. and he worked together so again we went there had a great time everyone got to meet john and lucine and they got to meet everyone at vita so now they have that really close connection with everybody um it was a documentary that was for uh for uh, on demand with rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. so we got to we didn't get to see him unfortunately. <laughs> but we, we got to share the importance which was the biggest part for me was being able to share why i do what i do mm-hmm. and why it's so important for everyone to get help right and and we talked about the healthcare system and how how uh, distorted it is and mm-hmm. so having that platform that's online like you said the they then and for people to get to see real life yeah. members making changes mm-hmm. like that they're just everyday normal people mm-hmm. have full-time jobs yep. like don't like a typical like, person like a typical person <laughs> you know and then you know again Moms with kids yeah. that have taken them to the games and stuff. I've done consoles through the platform where they've literally been in their car. It's funny you said that because they've been in their car and <laughs> they're like, oh, the, yeah, my kid is at practice, event. so let's do the console minutes. here. What can we do? I got 20 minutes. Let's talk real <laughs> yeah. quick. And it's, sometimes it's just a quick check-in. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing? How's your week been? What can I help you with? Mm-hmm. Or everything going great? That's sometimes just all they need mm-hmm. to have that little push to finish through the week. Mm-hmm. And being able to be a part of that mm-hmm. and offer that to th- so many people I would never, ever been able to help right. just being local. Mm-hmm. So being able to be a part of that is a huge, huge honor because mm-hmm. I get to really help people yeah. that really, really need it yeah. that I'd never see. Yeah. And it's a huge commitment because as a practitioner that's not in a nine to five or a whatever to whatever, you're allowing yourself to be available at odd hours of the day yeah. and night. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a commitment of love and compassion for people that yeah. you're willing to submit yourself to because you care so much. Yeah, and it's sometimes since you know some of them are in California, mm-hmm. so three hour difference. So sometimes I'll have I'll have a consult when it's nine o'clock my time, right. and it's yeah. not you know it's. Five, six o'clock yeah. their time yeah and and they're like wait a minute aren't you i'm like yeah yeah like oh my gosh you know like, no no don't worry i'm like it's fine it's yeah, fine yeah. we're just like what what can i help you with you yeah. know i just i want to make sure that i'm giving and of course yes i know i need to sleep mm-hmm. but i'll i'll make changes yeah. with that if i to need to especially if it's can. someone that really does need yeah. that help and especially when they reach out it's obviously because they need to right. talk so yeah yeah so that's that's an awesome platform, and like you said, some people have it. they have connection that they wouldn't have otherwise. They wouldn't have taken the time to do it. Yeah, so that's one thing I love is technology actually is helpful for us sometimes. It's very helpful. So, I mean, let's just do stuff like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to share even yeah, more. Yeah, and let people, people that know that help know. is out there. Yeah. I try to encourage people all the time. Wherever you are, you're passing by one of us probably on a daily basis. Yeah. And we may be in a zone, like we were talking about earlier at the gym. We're in a zone because we're doing our thing. But just stop us for one second and ask us a question, ask for advice, 
Mm-hmm. There's there's a massage therapist, there's a personal trainer, there's a yoga practitioner, there's a there's a somebody on every corner, yeah. and they we just our life's blood is just to help people. Yeah. So wherever you are, whatever you're in right now, just reach out. Yeah. Because yeah. this platform makes it very accessible. Oh my gosh, insanely accessible, and it's yeah. and it's as simple as like you said, just ask mm-hmm. and. You know, if it's as simple as just exchanging information, right? You know, why not? Just just you starting life you'll change. Just starting the conversation opens up the floodgate of many, many good things. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. so. I mean, that's how we met yeah. right from the beginning was yeah. to do the the two uh, two twelve meal prep. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, hey, anybody want to try out? Yeah, these meals are fantastic. You were one of the people that responded and. Ever since like, then. Oh, we have a lot in common. We can yeah. help. We can and now we're here. Refer clients. Now yeah. we're here. We've collaborated you a few know. times. And you, you just, never know what happens know. out of a conversation, yep. what can come out of it. And I love that. Yeah. So the next thing, so you have the Welcome MD side of you. It's like we have multiple personalities. Yeah, there's six of us. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not this kind of podcast. Right now. <laughs> so you have the Welcome MD side. You have the Vita side. And because as an entrepreneur, we always want to have our own flavor and our own <laughs> stamp on the thing. So you're wearing your brand, yeah. Live to Progress. So tell me, so when did you come about with your official brand? How long has that been uh, getting worked on? Because it's, it's going to be here, it's, it's and, been, here and there and everywhere. Yeah, it's been as those many, things are. many years yeah. in, in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Vic and I, we started... It was like we, we would spot each other at the gym working on stuff. Mm-hmm. We first started, uh, it was D2S, mm-hmm. so it was dedicated to supinate. Okay. Oh, that's. <laughs> like supinated grip with the barbells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that. Um, and you had to explain that to too many people too many times. It like, was too much. It was need D2S. Need. So like, D2S, what does that mean? So that was that. It, it was really, you know, just being silly. Um then LTP, I was I wanted to do something, you know, for personal training. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need, I need to do more personal training and help more people with the exercising. So um, LTP is what I started. And originally, everybody thought those were my initials. So Louis T. Perez, which my initial is M, it's not T. <laughs> but everybody thought. And I was Plus. like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and I was like, no, but it's not. And they're like, what does it mean? <laughs> and it, it meant love the pain. So, <laughs> so it was, I, I, I had it for a very long time, the LTP, mm. but more and more people I was trying to help mm. were more uh, not hardcore mm-hmm. bodybuilders. They were more your, your normal everyday mm-hmm. gym goers that mm-hmm. just wanted to get better. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them felt like it was like intimidating. Yeah. So they really w- wouldn't want to approach my training program right. because they thought, oh, this is probably like hardcore. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's be- not. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't believe you. Yeah, them I've seen you working out. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> and so that's when I started rethinking all of it and with the health coaching mm-hmm. and that because that was new. So, I mean, I've had the LTP for over 20 years now. Mm. It's been in a growing phase. <laughs> it's been in a growing phase. Yeah. yeah. So I, would, I was buying the websites. <laughs> Yeah. First, it was D2S, LTP, and I was like, okay, I got that at least. And and then finally, I, I, I just sat down. I was like, okay, the, the whole point of 
literally everything in life is to progress. Mm -hmm. Everything in life is you want to do better, you want to do more, mm -hmm. you want to get better. It doesn't matter what it is, you right. always want to exceed. This is our nature. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's when I, I thought of what I want to keep the initials. Mm -hmm. So then I said, oh, live to progress. Yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. And so I bought the website it just, before. It just takes us some time to come around to the It right does because fit. we're so busy yeah. doing what we love to do that we don't think, well, I need to put a brand right. on this so that everybody understands and knows why I'm doing what I'm mm -hmm. doing. So it did change as soon as I I changed it to Live to Progress. Everything kind of changed mm -hmm. where it was my whole focus changed to this is not just exercise. It's not just eating. It's everything. It's stress. It's sleep. It's your day in and day out. Your behavioral changes is that's if you fix that, mm -hmm. you fix everything. Right. So that's how Live to Progress came to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it takes a process sometimes. Was, yeah, know? 20 years in the making. <laughs> I don't think many people get it right the first time. And I think it's just easy. part of, I think it's just part of growing. Gotta earn it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's part of growing is that it's okay to change, you know, one of my friends was like, oh, but everyone knows the LTP sign and it's a rugged look. They're not going to understand. I'm like, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll It'll catch be fine. on. They'll catch yeah. on. And the reason it's the half circle that it's not done is because we're constantly changing. Yeah. So the circle is not completed because we're constantly right. growing and changing. So that's we're a different point. version of us with every yeah. major event that happens in life. Yeah. So we have to be able to grow and learn and change and adapt. Yep. Adapt adaptation is a huge part of everything that yeah, you do absolutely. with people. Yep. So with Live to Progress, you have your own podcast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your podcast is taking people I, I think that are accomplishing a fit lifestyle and sharing their journey. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. It's it's made to help others that are going through struggles mm -hmm. hear the struggles that these um, athletes or fitness enthusiasts or wellness specialists went through or are still going through mm -hmm. so they can understand that they're not alone. Right. So a lot of times, like we've talked before, everyone just sees the, you know, the perfect picture on mm -hmm. Instagram or mm -hmm. the, oh, I've got a X amount of followers, whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't really see what happens in the back end. And that's what we try to focus on a lot with the, with the podcast is sharing their journey mm -hmm. to get to where they are now. Right. To help the people so they can understand that, okay, this is normal to be right. having these downs. It's yeah. fine to have these lows. It's it's just part of life, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's been really, it's been very fulfilling for me to, to hear everyone's story. Cause like, oh, you're human too? Exactly. Like, you had really yes. bad days too? Yep. <laughs> I, it's, I've been blown away by the people that I've been able to meet and just listen to their stories. Mm -hmm. Every single time I hear one, it makes me even more... Uh, more passionate mm -hmm. and just makes me focus more on I'm doing what I'm supposed to be right. doing yeah. and just share their stories and just let everyone hear them. It's just, it's, it's been amazing. And yeah, so I'm just because I don't know more. many people that are living a quote unquote successful life or they're hitting goals and they're progressing. I don't know anyone like that that hasn't gone through hard things. Yeah. So with, I always say with every person, there's a story that got them there. There's, a, there's things they had to overcome. There's hardships they had to walk through. And like you said, what you're seeing on social media is kind of sometimes the end, not the end result because we're still doing things every day, but it's 
the result of walking through those times. So tell me maybe one of your favorite stories, your favorite interviews or that you've had so far. Oh man. Or maybe like the person I, like, wow, that happened to you? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't know if I can say favorite. I love them all. Yeah. Um most awe inspiring. <laughs> man, there there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I guess one of the one of the ones that I didn't I was blown away from, I guess there you go, mm -hmm. is was was Jacqueline Ann. Uh, she's a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. She lives in New Jersey. We've become very good friends. Um, she actually just got engaged with her Christ. Uh -huh. uh, but she was actually paralyzed. She was told that she would never walk again. Wow. And when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. hold on. We <laughs> right, got right. to back up Because you see someone and you see them for who they are now. And you're like. Exactly. And, and where she is now is, like you said, it's a manifestation of all the adversity she went through all that she did to get to where she is now. And it was a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're told you're never going to walk again and you beat that, yeah. that and that also kind of just shows you that nobody really knows what you're capable of. What exactly, yeah. what we can do as long as you put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the, that was one of the most uh, shocking yeah. to me when I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. That was, that to me was amazing. Her, um, just, I I don't know. I you'd have to hear that too. To come back to from not walking it. is. I mean, just that alone, I was like, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. She has some type of a, uh, she has some type of a, an infection that was blocking her nerve endings, mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, you probably won't ever be able to do much at all again. Wow. And there she is. Yeah. Hiking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that, that is was that the podcast that you did out on the hike? Um. Uh, Oh, no, there's no, so many of them. No, okay, no, that okay. was that was Sarah, which was another good one too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sarah's she was one of my first uh podcast interviews and she was amazing too. She has a great story as mm -hmm. well. Um, she's in Florida and we've we've kept in touch a lot since then. But that was like over a year ago too. Yeah. Like time really flies. Yeah, it flies. Yep. It sure does. Yeah. There was <laughs> yeah, there there's a few. There's a few of them. Well, I think, you know, with what I'm doing with this podcast is very similar to what you're doing with mm -hmm. yours. We just want to, because because we have our hands and our eyes and our our conversations on so many people every day. So I have my regular client base that I'm in communication with every day, and I'm like, I just want them to know you can do this. You can. You just have to keep yep. going. Absolutely. Let me show you this person that has a similar story to you, because I don't have that story. I didn't go through that thing. Mm -hmm. This person did, and just keep going. Because yeah. it's. I think we just want to show people it's possible. Because when you when you're going through something hard, you feel alone. A lot of times is is the hardest part. Is this this only happens to me? You know, this is such a hard struggle. But I think as soon as you get a glimpse of someone that's gone through something similar, which I'm sure you've gotten feedback from your podcast of people listening. Yeah. Do you have any of those stories? Yeah, I had a few. Yeah. Um, when when Sarah's came out, a couple of my friends were saying the same thing. They said. Oh my God, I'm in the same boat. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I am, because we did kind of like a wellness retreat, which we talked about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing something. There'll yeah, be more collaborations down there. <laughs> and, and that was exactly her position. She didn't know, she knew what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That was her passion. She just didn't know how to go by getting there. Right. And that's what we talked about a lot. You know, we, we talked about ideas and how to get to your end goal. Mm -hmm. What do you have to do? Make mm -hmm. sure everything you do is always for that. Mm -hmm. And when 
one of my other friends heard it, she was in the same exact position. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that was what she needed to hear to just move Spare forward and yeah. do it. And she she did. And she was actually on the podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to that's do that. That's, that's how it is. I, yeah. I try to get people that I know mm-hmm. that are that are close to me mm-hmm. to tell their stories mm-hmm. uh, um, that people need to hear. Um, same thing. Another one. Oh my gosh, Ashley, she's also in Florida. A very, very good chiropractor. Very, she knows what she's doing. I know we talked about that a yeah. little bit, but she's she's it's insane. Kind of like lawyers. There's good and bad ones in every industry. Absolutely, so. but she's she's amazing. And same thing too. She had a big, a lot of issues happen in her life, but mm-hmm. same thing. She goes, I can't give up. Right. She's like, this is what I want to do. I cannot yeah. give up. Yeah. And again, um, Christy, she was she's a mom of two. Mm-hmm. She was she was she when she had her children, she got very overweight. She wasn't not happy at all. She kind of felt lost, but she she got back up one time one at one point and started working on it. And now she's in, she's in an incredibly good shape, but also mentally, right. she feels so happy about mm-hmm. herself. And just so many people that get to make these changes because they get to hear stories that we're choosing to have on our on our right. on our show, yeah. to where they can talk about it and and be a light of hope mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. and let them know that. Adversity is nothing. Right. It's all on how you decide to handle that. Mm-hmm. We can't control anything. Like what's going on right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. But we know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And we can't control that. Right. Let's focus on what we can't control, yeah. which is something like this. Yes. We're giving a nice positive uh, uh, light yeah. to the situation. Yeah. In in whatever way you can, take a step forward mm-hmm. or maintain. Sometimes it's just maintain. Just yeah. do. Do the good things. Do the things that you know are good for your body, good for your mind. And having someone like you in their corner, it, that's going to be a lot easier for them to do. Um, but I, I love your podcast. And I, I just Thank having, because I'm the same way. And people, when when you're in a strong season of life, you're, things are good for you health-wise. They think it's just easy for you. Being 5'10 doesn't hurt, you know, and that <laughs> goal, like, it kind of helps. But we all have hardships we all have health issues i mean i don't know of anyone that doesn't have something with their health they're dealing with or a spouse or a child in those three in those three one of them have a pretty serious health issue that's a constant concern and for for me like i do what i tell people to do i practice what i preach i only listen to positive not only i mean i obviously keep up with what's current but I'm constantly flooding my ears and my eyes with positive stories like what you're telling because I need to hear that. When I'm going through hard times with my health, I need to see these people. If she can come back from being paralyzed, I can't stop. What's our excuse? Right, right. (laughs) And it's, you know, but on the flip side of that, you know, I have some other men that are going to be coming on to do the podcast. And I asked one friend and he was like, well, I mean, my story is not that, you know, not that intense or i'm like mm, it is you to just haven't given yourself credit because you, right. you've come through it exactly. but what i told him and what i'm sure you can attest to as well because you see your clients what how i always say is i have very similar clients come to me with similar pain patterns around the same age same number of children same lifestyle and one will take off and do really well and get better and strong and one either stays the same or usually gets worse and the, and the difference is just those little steps every day. Yeah. So being able to be aware of that and just stay on board 
is the determining factor in whether they're going to go. So that guy, my friend with the, mm, that story's not that. What I said was, if you would have spent a few more weeks in depression or bitterness and made a couple different decisions, you wouldn't be where you are today. And so that's what I'm, try- what I'm trying to showcase is I can see where you are right now in life. I can see where he is. People can see where I am, but they don't know what we've come through to get where we are. And so now we're going to caveat into more personal <laughs> sides of this conversation. Cause that's with me, people, you know, again, I was a volleyball player. My daughter's a volleyball player. So we have that build. So they assume that we're just naturally healthy. I wasn't, and I'm not, I have to, I have to work really hard at it. So when people start to hear more of my story, they're like, same thing with, you know, I wasn't paralyzed, but they're like, wow, like I wasn't supposed to be able to have my second child. And when people hear that, it, it, I guess it makes you more human and more real than just what you see on social media, mm-hmm. because you can't tell, you can't share mm-hmm. everything on social media. Mm-hmm. But with you, when I met you, so it was that for the, our first introduction was the 212 meal prep, because mm-hmm. I don't like to cook. It's one of my downfalls. Can't do everything. We can all be perfect. Can't yeah. do everything. Sorry. You know, <laughs> but meeting you, you're one of those people. When I met you, I'm like, this guy is like always happy. He's always got a smile on his face. The world is bright and bubbly. And so then, you know, obviously we met and I got the food. So I started following you and anyone in the industry, in my common industry that I think is, you know, trying hard, helping people. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to support them. So I started listening to your podcast. And I can see in people when they are volunteering information that they could be charging for and helping people on a daily basis and investing themselves in people and they're kind beyond measure there's a reason that they're that way because the typical person is too much into what they're, what they're getting out of life and what's there for them. So when I started following you and watching you, cause I kind of do that. I stalk people. Cause if I have you on the podcast, <laughs> I want to make sure you're well, truly, good. truly good peeps. Yeah. Good. So I determined that you're truly a good person. Thank you. <laughs> but Thank you. so, but what I know though is to have the kindness and the graciousness that you have with people that there had to have been a story there. So that's what that's what we're really here for. All this other stuff was just that preliminary. Was just, fluff. just fluff. So I know you have a story as well. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the first things I was gonna ask you about was a lot of the things that you do revolve around being outside. I can see that you love being outdoors, you love hiking, like a lot of your podcasts, our event, you took us out for a hike. So where did that start for you? You know, your love for the outdoors, was that from childhood? Was it, you know, family outings? Um, I've always liked being outside. Uh, we, we always took a lot of road trips mm-hmm. when, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like my parents always got on the road and we'd go to Disney because we lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. So we would always do that. And we were always outside a lot. Mm-hmm. So being outside to me, it's like it takes me back. Yeah. To those days when things were so much simpler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I had to worry about was what are we gonna eat today? Right. <laughs> and that was it, you know, having a good time with the family and so to me, I that's how I can I project it onto when I'm doing stuff I'm like let's go outside, let's mm-hmm. have fun outside. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good. Fresh air, especially crowders. I love crowders. It's just such a nice, simple hike where it's yeah. but it's just it seems to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So 
I used to do this a long time ago when things weren't so crazy. I used to go to... Stop being so good. Why you do? <laughs> I know. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I, I used to go to um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Mm. Oh, yes. Love it there. Just for the weekend by myself. Mm -hmm. I would literally tell my family, hey, I'm going. Obviously, I'm taking my phone, but I would shut it off. Right. And I would just stay like the whole weekend, just not do anything. Mm -hmm. Just relax, go for a walk, go for a hike, eat some local foods and whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was my disconnect. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come back. Reset. It was a reset. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, again, being with what we do, we're constantly taking on people's emotion and, yeah. and stress and we need to reset every once in a while. Yeah. So that makes total sense. It's and like, the outdoors does that for you. It absolutely does. Yeah. Dad and my dog. Yeah. <laughs> if they can't talk back. They won't say no. All they want is love. They always want love. <laughs> yeah. It's not even funny. I yeah. love it. And yeah. and that is, that's because we're constantly taking in all that stress, mm -hmm. all that, I would just say the negative emotion, energy, energy, all yeah. that emotion from everyone. Yeah. And we're just taking it, taking mm -hmm. it, taking it, taking it, taking it. And it just gets to a point where you can't give out of a full cup. You can't pour any more in there. Right. Or you can't give when your cup is empty. Yeah. So those things are very necessary. Mm -hmm. There there's some days that, yeah, I feel like, so, uh, I need to get to the mountains. I'm so drained. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just done. Yeah. Like, I just completely just shut down. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's because of that, because we're doing what we love, so we're really invested yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. So we want to give as much as we can, and then sometimes you just go overboard. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, shoot, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you pay for the next day. Like, yeah. sometimes I'll wake up feeling, like, achy. Yeah. Or I'm just sore. Like, yeah. and then my, my strap tells me that my HRV is, like, down the phone. I'm like, yeah. I know, I know. I did too much. <laughs> so that's why I do the mountain thing, I yeah. think, is to just reminds me of, of good time with, mm -hmm. with my parents and mm -hmm. my sister and all that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's awesome that you have learned yourself to know that is your, that's your reprieve mm -hmm. and you know, you need to do that. So yeah. that that's good because too often we don't even get to know ourselves and know what we need to be able to do that. And we go for years without doing it. And that's when we can fall into some really hard times. Yeah. So that's that being outside, being outdoors is, that time to reset for you. So take me back to so you grew up in Florida. Yeah, I was born in New York, and but yeah, I grew up in Florida. Mm -hmm. I in Florida. I think and I was like ten when I moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I was there till I'm really bad with dates. So let yeah, me fine. think. I think like 2000, and then here. So yeah. I've been here like almost 15 years now. Okay. But yeah, grew and up in Florida. Your parents are originally both from. Dominican Republic. And when did they? And they went to, well, my mom's story is very different from <laughs> dad's, but uh, my dad was in New York when they were young. They were teenagers. And my mom also, she <clears throat> she's a teenager in in, uh, in New York. And they, they met in high school in New York, and they started dating and whatever, and so on and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. And... And yeah, but then we grew up in Florida and um, very, <laughs> it, was, it was some rough times because sure. you grow up when you don't, when you're, when your family doesn't understand much as far as health wise, mm -hmm. it's very different right. when, with the eating and stuff. So yeah. it was very different, you know, mm -hmm. the typical Dominican food, which I love it. Yeah. I love it. But it was, 
it was not not as healthy as it, as, as it should have been. So, so yeah. based on what was cultural in your family, your health yeah. wasn't great when you were young? No, I was very overweight. Okay. Yeah, very overweight. Um, I uh, When we were in New York, I had bronchitis. I suffered from, from asthma, and I suffered from that for years till I was 15, 16, mm-hmm. probably, mm-hmm. when we were in Florida, and I was still suffering with that. And... There's just a lot of inflammatory markers, mm-hmm. but, and it all goes back to food. Yeah. So that was that, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was difficult, being a teenager, yeah. being overweight. Oh, yeah. Got bullied a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was the one that was, I, and I hid it by being the class clown. Mm-hmm. So. A very common theme. Yeah. That's how yeah. you kind of, yeah. like, you, you, you process it. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, oh, I got to be the funny dude or whatever. So. It was a lot of that, a lot of, um, like I said, bullying, a lot of, so self-esteem, obviously, mm-hmm. you get issues with that, you yeah. know. So that was, that was tough because then you kind of, and I know I, I'm, I know I'm older now, of course, but. We're always the little kid on the inside. Always still always. the little kid on the inside. Still um, till today. Yeah. I get 100%. told over and over, like, why? Check yourself. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's easier for you to say yeah. if you never dealt with it. So that's why. Again, I do what I do. Yeah. Because so I understand it. From from a young child to a teenager, what when was the time period that you started or what did you see that helped you start making a transition and thought process? Because like with my family, they're coal miners. They're yeah. They're just that stereotype in mm-hmm. health, fitness, working out. This, what, yeah, what yeah, is that? What, biscuits and gravy every morning. I mean, I, that's just that's how we grew up. Yep. And I was always sick, and always I had asthma too. So I know what the catalyst and the things that started to change my my views, and then my thought process was. So what you said, you were a firefighter at one point. So that's like that's a transition. That's not an easy task. <laughs> no, so not. at what age were you? That do you, can you recall what what age you were where you started thinking I want something different or something different is even possible. Um, when I, I was tired of being bullied, Mm -hmm. I was tired of being made fun of, Mm -hmm. and I think it happened when, it's it's kind of tough to figure out when exactly it happened, but there's like little bits and pieces there, a lot, I've blocked off a lot of stuff, as you can tell, um, but I remember I was, one day I was in... I was in a, I don't know, where I, was, I, was, I was in a store somewhere, I don't know. But then someone said, oh, hey, you, um, you, you resemble Dwayne Johnson. And I was like, who? And then immediately, like, that's how messed up my head was. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's probably some weird, ugly, fat dude. Oh, that's exactly right. what I went yeah, to because yeah. that's what I was used to. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, he plays for the um, University of Miami. I'm like. Okay. I never follow football. I still don't. Yeah. <laughs> so then I looked it up. Yeah. And I started reading his story and mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I started, that was, that was literally my motivation to start being like, well, I can do that. That you could almost see your, yeah. a different version of yourself yep. as possible. Yep. And yeah. So thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Fly it, me in for a conversation. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and till, like, and like no joke, literally till today. That dude is my role model. When he when you see him, that's just a yep. a great. It's like a 
okay, yeah. keep doing this. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And, and so that was what really changed things. And then that got me motivated. I've always loved seeing the fire trucks when I was a kid. And right in, in Naples, there was a, a volunteer fire station. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So I had to be 18, though, mm -hmm. to volunteer. So I was only 16. So mm -hmm. I started running. And mm -hmm. my mom was like, you need to stop playing these video games. And she got me a basketball hoop thing. So I would play with my cousins. And yeah. so they were very into wanting us to be healthy, mm -hmm. um, at least with the physical part. Right. And. So those were the changes that happened. And then, yeah, and then eventually I went into the fire department. I stayed there for seven years. Mm -hmm. And that was an amazing. And, of course, I lost a ton of weight there. because <laughs> Chasing after fires. There is no to you. way not to lose the weight there. But <laughs> yeah. it was, that was definitely by far, I figured I would retire in the fire department. Wow. That was, that's all I wanted to do. Because yeah. I was helping people. Yeah. And I love it. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going into a fire when everybody's going yeah. out. I'm going to save some lives. Yeah. Um, my cousins always said I had a death wish, <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, if you can, that's right. I yeah. was like, if you can, there's no better sacrifice than yeah. giving your life for someone else. Yeah. So, um, I did it for a very long time and loved every minute of it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do it. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people can it's say almost they did like that, that one is, was an, an immersion for you to like, I don't have a choice, but to get everything like yeah. lined up as it should be to be able to perform in this arena. Yeah. So, which I think a lot of times we need a, um, an event or something just to immerse our, immerse ourselves in to help us stay on track with, like a coach. Yeah. But for you, it was yeah. a career. You chose a career that, that called you into certain action to get you to the goal that you had always wanted, mm -hmm. which is to be healthy. Yep. Everything else is byproduct. Yep. So you were in that career for seven years. Yeah. And parents hated it <laughs> were they afraid for your because safety? they were afraid mm -hmm. yeah because they were worried and, and i understood it completely yeah. and i had a motorcycle so on top of that they were like oh you really <laughs> have a death things. wish yeah but um well you probably got healthier stronger a little yeah. more daring yeah every and, man wants a motorcycle yeah. type thing yeah <laughs> and it, it was it was fun do you have toxoplasmosis have you heard about that <laughs> <laughs> google it toxoplasmosis mice cats it makes you more daring and makes oh. you lose your um, your fear of anything. So. Well, it's funny because I am a responsible adrenaline junkie, I guess, if you could say. Right. I don't do bungee jumping. Yeah. I can't stop. That scares the crap out of me. I would <laughs> never do that. Um, but I had a lot of fears mm -hmm. going into the fire department, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I was claustrophobic and I was afraid of heights. So you were immersing yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I gotta, I can't let this stuff yeah. control me. But I did let the fear of flying control me for many years. Yeah. A lot. Uh, I was 22 the first time I got on the plane. Wow. Yeah. So that was a long story. <laughs> <laughs> so coming through the fire department, seven yeah. years. So take us through the next season of life. What was the transition from that point? So when we were in the fire department, we would do obviously a lot of training. And so I was actually the one helping with the workout programs mm -hmm. and stuff we would do, the running and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So that started becoming a really fun thing for me to do because then I would make us better mm -hmm. when the time came Doing to be called to action. To yeah. You know, um, I was there with 9-11. So our station actually didn't get called. The other one did. So we covered for them. Mm -hmm. And I was actually upset because I wanted to go. Sure. Like I was dying to go, but yeah. I knew regardless. But uh, I got into a 
another accident, and that's what led me to stop from being in the fire department. Okay. And but I knew that I still wanted to help people, mm-hmm. and that's when I started. I got my personal training certification and went from there. So I felt like I'm still putting out metaphoric fires. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm still, you know, saving yeah, lives yeah. in a different way. Yeah. So that's what started the whole thing with the personal mm-hmm. training. Um, what was your first job as a personal trainer? Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't remember. Actually, I think I when I got certified, oh, my gosh. I don't remember the name of the gym. So that's oh, um, oh my gosh. I'm glad I'm not the, the only one with a bad memory. I cannot remember the name of the gym, but <laughs> I, I started training a few friends and yeah. things first locally. And then, but then that's, then let's see, at 22, I think, I got engaged the first time. And that didn't work. And then that's when I uh, decided to move mm-hmm. to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole nother hat too. I I did loan officer work just to get a job sure. and start in North Carolina yeah. and get my own place. So I bought my first house uh, when I was here. And then that yeah, then I started I did the whole personal training thing. I did some the loan officer work thing, then the whole entire um, uh, the recession hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then so that stopped because yeah. people weren't buying home. Right, right. So I had that and I went to another job to with AIG. Yeah. So I'm making horrible choices because then AIG, I was the <laughs> I was the branch manager there for the auto division. And then AIG closed their doors. Yeah. So I was this is the first time I'm gonna say this actually. I was almost homeless. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Um I had my house, but it was I had savings, mm-hmm. but it depleted because there was just right. no work. There's no income. There was yeah. no income. So as many yeah. people experienced, it was it was, it was a rough time, very rough time. We we moved here in '08, oh. both self-employed, so get it. And, yeah. and many people listening to this get it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the things that I, I want to bring up is what it felt like to be in those moments because you have people, even in good times in the economy, businesses fail every day, you know. So and being a man, being a provider, that it's I think it's even harder. It is. For you to go through that. And were you, during that economic downturn, were you married then? Yeah. So being, you know, we have stories that are intertwined with other people. So obviously we're going to be respectful of their privacy. But just, you know, talking about getting through hard things when money's not there and relationships start to crumble. That's a hard headspace to be in. Very tough time. Very tough time. Because that was a very newly married, mm-hmm. so that was rough. And like I didn't expect this. No. Too. No, because yeah. I was with the whole transition time from AIG to what I was doing with project managing to when all that happened was like eight years. So mm-hmm. I was that was a solid job. Yeah. And like that, yeah. and I was like, so this happened. <laughs> right. And. And credit where credit is due. She was a trooper um, with all that. So definitely thankful for that. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of up and down. Mm-hmm. A lot. So it was it was a tough time when you, when, when you look back. But I think that having grown up very, very simple, and we were 
we were lower middle class, I would say, mm-hmm. like where it was like basically paycheck, paycheck. Mm-hmm. I grew up understanding that. Right. And I grew up knowing that. So I think it was easier for me to adjust to these tough changes because things have all resolved. I've had that issue yeah. and I've seen, okay, we'll get better. Yeah. It'll, it'll take some time, right. but it'll get better. So it's easier, I think, for someone that's been through that type of adversity versus someone that never has right. to understand those times yeah. and be able to like um, focus and, and just get through it mm-hmm. the next time. Yeah. And without going into any, any detail, it just didn't work for you guys. So yeah, your relationship. It just, yeah, it just didn't. It didn't, it's, it didn't um, pan out that way. It just didn't. You know, it's one of those things that you, you, you kind of, you do take a gamble mm-hmm. because it is, you know, yeah. you don't really know anyone until you live with them. Right. But, um, yeah, great, great times. Absolutely. And, tough times absolutely but i think that's in any marriage for someone listening yeah for someone listening that's because i always think about you know because with our with what we do we hear a lot of stuff we hear a lot of stories we hear a lot of information absolutely and there's someone listening right now they're in a, a relationship i can't imagine being in that space of time of trying to call it trying to say okay this isn't gonna work and knowing when to do that how I mean, it's it's like it's one it's, thing it's, to be it's, in it's, hard times, but it's another to be like literally. Yeah. Let's. It's the most. I think it's the most difficult thing I've ever done mm-hmm. with all the stuff that I've had to do and deal with and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was not easy whatsoever. Yeah. But I think it's it's one of those things that you realize that the more you continue, the worse it's going to get. Right. And you're just going to build so much resentment mm-hmm. that really, what's the point? Yeah. You know, just, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it because I've never been through that. Mm-hmm. Like before. And you can't like, practice is, it. It's not something no, you can practice. This is and very, watch on YouTube. <laughs> and I don't. How to. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I, so it coming, was not fun. So right now, of course not. So bringing that back to how we are trying to help our people specifically to your story. You know, when I'm talking to people and coaching, I'm like, okay, are you eating today? Are you drinking water today? So when you're going through that time, talk a little bit about the few weeks that you probably weren't taking care of yourself. Oh my God, it was horrible. Like just, you know, how was that experience? How long did it last? You know, like they're really bad. Did you like go for a day without eating or just like, um, it's a it's a big blur, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Which is probably we have to do that to get through. Yeah. yeah, and and we we touched on that a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't give myself. I haven't given myself that that time. Yeah, that g- grievance time or whatever we want to mm-hmm. call it. The, mm-hmm. I just as soon as as soon as it happened and and I was on my own, I started the podcast. I started doing something that I felt I could just dive into yeah. to keep filling in the time mm-hmm. so yeah i mean my eating was well my eating actually got better well I <laughs> because because you were on you were in a trajectory of the industry yeah it might have been grasping at straws but let me grasp to the right places right, right. which is my point a few different decisions and a few more weeks in the bad decision making you could have been someone different, not the person oh, that I met. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I have no idea where I'd be right now had I not taken those steps. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes because, it's in blind faith of the people that you surrounded yourself with. Yeah, because it was a lot of all, all of the energy was focusing on that, mm -hmm. and it was so draining. I didn't have the motivation to do anything else. Mm -hmm. As soon as that was out of the picture, like everything changed, mm -hmm. and I, and then you know your vibe affects your tribe mm -hmm. type thing that we mm -hmm. talked about. Yeah, all of that started changing, mm -hmm. and. I met through 12, so I started getting foods, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. So that happened. And then so you're the, taking a little step up. Little steps forward and forward and forward, mm -hmm. and I just started feeling better and better. Of course, there's some days when you have those moments, oh, sure. and I think that's just part of it, part 100%. of the process. Yeah. Um, but that's when it's so important to have such a close group of people that you can trust mm -hmm. to be able to reach out to them, and I honestly could not have done it without without that close uh those people that, that we surround ourselves with person to just be like what do you need yeah i'm here for you we all need help we all need it <laughs> we cannot we do it. this alone no we're not an island no and <laughs> and i've told uh, every every person i talk to they're like oh it's easy for you to say because i was like no um i have a coach yeah. Yep. And they're like, "Oh, you have a coach? What mm -hmm. do you mean?" I'm like, mm -hmm. "We all need it." I told him, I "said, do you see those athletes that do these events? Body? I'm like, do you think they did it on their own? <laughs> right. They have two Multiple. and three coaches yeah. Yeah. for every little different thing. Yeah. I'm like, it takes a team. Mm -hmm. You cannot do this by yourself. Right. If you think you can, you'll learn shortly. You can, you're wrong. Yeah. And as long as you make that that. Uh, let me see. As long as you realize that and and you know that you cannot do it by yourself and you finally open up mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. to receive that, mm -hmm. then things will start changing for you. So just having the mental capacity to, to hold space for others. Just, you know, I'm sure you've had days where you're like, I think I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. But I'm still going to allow this friend, this camaraderie, this mentor, this whatever. I'm still going to allow, because you have to allow them to. Because you can shut down. You Absolutely. can block all the doors, turn off everything. You can be there, but nothing's coming in. Right, yeah. yeah. So your willingness to stay humble and receive help is a huge factor in how quickly you recover yeah. and how bad the expressions of, pain and sadness could be yeah and it so was the people around yeah, you absolutely and that that was one of the biggest things was was like like what did i do wrong like mm. what could i have done better mm -hmm. what could i have this 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 this, and that and at the end of the day it's nothing really you yeah. know it's Live it is what it is and move on move forward. yeah and yeah. you had people telling you that i'm sure and being <laughs> in the fitness i tell people all this all the time too you know because we we get in, like we were saying earlier, we get in our, our our groove in the gym. But if somebody asks us a question, like can can you show me how to do? Like yeah, let me show you how to do that. Like we're so excited to do it. And I'm, I'm sure always, when you were down, yeah. people that were working around, you're like, he's not acting right. Let's yeah. go get him. Let's go get him and work out with him or take him out for a smoothie after or yeah. something. Because we want everybody to feel because we know what it feels like to feel healthy and strong. Mm -hmm. And when we see one of ours, which is why it's good to have that tribe, mm -hmm. not doing well. We want to bring you along. Yeah. So it's so important to maintain that tribe. It really is. And, and and the cool thing is the tribe can continue to grow. Yep. It's like now we have each other. Yep. And like we just feed off each other's energy. Mm -hmm. Being in the being in an industry like ours, 
in having the goals that we have with our clients, it's like, oh, you can you can do genetic testing. I can get all my clients think you need to go do genetic testing with him and get your muscles red, and he needs to tell you the things. And yeah. so it's just to can to constantly build that tribe of people yeah. is so important. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is, and you won't find those if you have a negative mindset. Mm. You know, those people just go right around you because you're not attracting that type of person. Mm. You only attract that person when you're there doing those things, mm-hmm. when you're hiking, when you're at the gym, when you're at a yoga class, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's when you're, whatever when it you're doing you like. something that's healthy and positive, you will find those people. Yeah. You will not find the negative people in those circles right? because they don't do those things. Right. Yeah. So, so leave us with, I guess, we kind of just, covered it but what would so if you were talking to someone a friend a client that's going through one of those hard times you know finances are through the floor relationship is either ending or isn't where it should be what would be your words of encouragement from a physiological standpoint the 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 biology behind your body what it needs and the emotional side of it what would you say to, to men out there and women, because we all have the same yeah. emotions, but that you would help them to know? Because now you've come through, you're single, ready to <laughs> mingle. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but you've come through this process. Like I said, I would never have known that about you because you don't carry. There's a, um, a list of a victim profile coming through trauma and recovery and boundaries. And one of them is that one blames everyone. The other person is fighting everyone. They're in that. That's when they're re- in your prog- progression of healing. You're ready for a fight with anybody that comes your way. And the next person is completely ignoring everything they need and doing everything for everyone. And then the place where you come to where you've healed and we're always a work in progress. But you are at a capacity where you can stand up for yourself but never in a bitter way and never in an offensive way. And that's why I was drawn to your story because that's who I see in you. When I, I don't know that other person you're talking about because we're always a different version depending on the circumstances we've gone through. I only know the happy, kind, helping Luis, you know? So that's to get to that point that we had to come through the hard, hard stuff. So in talking to people and getting to that empowered self version of healed, which I, I believe you're in, and of course, there's always room. We can. Yeah. Everybody needs therapists. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but what would you? How would you encourage the listeners of? Because somebody that's listening is going through, what you've already come through. Yeah. How would you encourage them to to keep on that way to recover quicker? I don't know if. Is what would work for them? It's mm-hmm. what worked for me. Mm-hmm. Was. Get a book, mm-hmm. and start writing down what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do that till today. I I write down if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling that I'm trying to deal with something, I just write it down. Mm-hmm. And it helps me then to be able to look back mm-hmm. and see where I was. Because mm-hmm. there's stuff I wrote in that book that when I was back then, I was like, wow, I don't even know that person. Right, right. But mm-hmm. I think being able to be real with yourself mm-hmm. and knowing that that book is just for you, mm-hmm. that no one else will ever read that. Right. And I burned it, by the way, because I started a new chapter. <laughs> That's a he- See, you yeah. don't even know, but you're you're uh, taking yourself on your own healing journey. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. there are many practitioners of mental health. That's that's one of their protocols. 
Really? Absolutely. It is. Well, I think, again, you being just surrounded by this industry, you absorb things that you don't even know that you're using and utilizing. That is a healing mechanism. So the whole reason that works is our mind is often our worst enemy. And the unknown, intangible idea, we could even make the situation worse than it truly is because of our ideas and our thoughts. But when you have to take the thought, put it into an action of writing down, and then it's a tangible thing, you can actually, like you said, you go back and read it, and you're like, it's not that bad, dude. Because there's different, like, because yeah. a lot of therapists think there's, like, different, we have different personalities inside of us, you know? We have mm-hmm. the guy that's the positive one, we have the one yeah. that's mean and nasty, and the one that's sad. And when you see your thoughts written down, you're like, it's self-accountability, really. And it's like, okay, I was, I must not have eaten that day, Saw someone I didn't what like. I got a call from a friend that d- yelled at me, and <laughs> that's the result of that. And then the next page, the next day is that guy's happy. Let's be that Let's one. Be that guy. And the burning of it—that is it. That's a huge. That's a a big technique in a lot of healing practices. Oh, so they write down what they're feeling, the things that they want to heal from, and then you take that true tangible thing and you burn it, and it's just a sign of letting go. Letting go. Yeah, releasing that's, that thing, releasing that version of yeah. you that you want to grow from. So that's exactly right. You've are even. I guess perfect. I'm on to something. You are. Yeah. yeah, you're doing. You're doing all the right things. <laughs> I did that with uh, with the home that we had. Uh, I did the same thing. I just I waited till the lease was up and I moved. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to be right in that space. In that space in the memories. In the in yeah. the. So you know that can go to women that have been assaulted. So. And that's getting into the, the tangible body of trauma. Smells will elicit triggers in people and memories, um, you know, places, literal places. So you knew intuitively, I need a fresh start. I need new surroundings. Yeah. So that's all things that people listening can hear and, and try it. Yeah, can't just hurt try to it. try, you, you never know. know if it works until you try it. You don't. And when people ask me, should I try? I'm like, yep. Try it. <laughs> Unless yeah. I know it's counter. Exactly. You know, not, right. you know, it's contraindicated for you. Try it. Yeah. You never know. And, and honestly, be active. Uh, the gym took a whole new meaning for mm-hmm. me when all that happened. Mm-hmm. It was, that was my, is still my place to go mm-hmm. to completely disconnect. Mm-hmm. Headphones on, hoodie over the head, just focused and just do the work. Yeah. Um, I rarely ever have. Uh, um, posts of myself working out because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm working yeah. out. Doing I don't have thing. time to set up a camera and yeah. take nothing against the people that do, of course, yeah. but it's just not my thing. Okay, now I'm going to have to do that just because you said <laughs> I'm going to come along. Like... <laughs> now, because they've asked me, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't have a camera crew. Sorry. Yeah, you know, right? I'm, busy, I'm busy working I mean... out. I know. Jeez, oh, <laughs> what I've been doing my whole life. So, yeah. So that's, but I do think writing things down, being active, um, and again, the, the nutrition is such a huge part of it all. If we don't eat, we're gonna get our, we're gonna get depleted mm-hmm. in every sense of the, of the word, and then we'll feel even worse, mm-hmm. and that'll just lead down a horrible rabbit hole. Yeah. And and just just reach out, just talk to somebody, and you never know the person you ask could be the one person that'll completely change your life. Yeah, be the just catalyst. Like, no idea. That was the word I was looking for earlier. The yeah. catalyst. Yes. That you never know yeah. until you ask. And it doesn't hurt. If they don't know, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. Right. That's fine. 
but refer, you at least you, you know, but you asked. Yeah. You know? And I'm actually speaking about like mental health and all that. Um, uh, I guess I'll leave it for another time. No, now you said it. Just give us a little tease anyway. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I'm working with a, a non-for-profit organization that completely focuses on mental health. Nice. And I'm going to help them build a, a platform and all that. for. So. And you are bringing in that physical component because yeah. it's so often left out. Yeah. And what I want to encourage people, we're not saying go lift heavy weights five days a week. I tell my clients, whatever it is, whatever it is that you like, that you gravitate to, that brings you into a group of people that gets you moving. I don't care what it is. If it's Zumba, go do Zumba. Jumping jacks. Whatever it is, go start somewhere. Because just starting and taking that first step, it changes. It it multiplies and exponentially you'll start to move. So, well, Absolutely. thank you so much for sharing. It was not too painful, was it? Not at all. It was actually really nice. See, it's not <laughs> it was, It's because we met over and over, I think. Yeah. I think well, we, you have to build, again, you have to build trust with people Absolutely. to share your story. So, Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it takes that time and camaraderie and trust. And now people mm-hmm. know more of your story. And I think someone, my mentor, because I have several, told me people need to know the Sandra that I know. Because Everybody has a different version <laughs> or idea of who they think it's you are. So true. And they need to know what you've gone through. They need to know, you know, I had a post a long time ago. I didn't used to smile very much because I had to learn how to not have any emotion on my face. I was the same way. Yeah. And now look at me. I know. See, this is, before, this is, this is who I know. It was horrible. Right. Because I was so, I was so self-conscious mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of it at all. Yeah. But that's a good point you said about. I know we're like, you're like supposed to, we're supposed to be ending. Yeah, I, I, it's good. <laughs> there was a there was a post I saw that said you will always be the bad guy in somebody's story, mm. and that goes for people dealing with something right now where they're mm-hmm. feeling they're not sure where to go, what path to take, if they should either whatever leave or go or, or change a job or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Make sure you do what's right for for you and what's right for for what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. um, for, for your future. If it isn't, start taking the, the steps right. to change that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how, reach out to some of us yeah. and we'll help you. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, you're going to look back. Time still changes. Time is always moving and yeah. never stops. Yeah. So either you do it now or five years from now, whatever it is, the time's going to be gone anyways. You'll yes. never get it back. Yes. So could you live with yourself five years down the road? looking back at what you could have done mm-hmm. or do you want to look at yourself five years down the road and be like, man, I'm so happy I made that decision. Yeah. So the, the choice is always ours. Mm-hmm. It just depends what we, what we do at that time. Yeah. So do something, yep. make some move. And how can people contact you? There's so many, I guess the easiest they would be um, Instagram because then they can find you in all your other platforms. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, live to progress. One word, live to progress. And, uh, website is live to progress.com everything is also on there too so and you have a lot of things on the horizon with some events <laughs> and some retreats coming up and yeah we have some pretty cool things collaborations and so anyone up. that's looking to collaborate in the charlotte area that Absolutely. has a, a different field of practice mm-hmm. you know he, yeah. he's great to work with I can, reach out to us yeah. we would be more than happy to do something and work together and yeah. 
Yeah. We have a very big healthcare event coming up in November, so. Just follow along and see where it takes us. Yep. I hope this has been helpful, some instruction, some true testimony of coming through hard things. And I, like I always say, if you take one thing from this episode and do 10% of it tomorrow, that'll be good. And that'll be a step in the right direction. Thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you. It was my Until pleasure. Until next time, keep living that relentless lifestyle. Thanks, guys. Bye.